Well, we got a problem here. If you can't hear me, I need you. No, to I hear you. I hear you. You can't okay. hear me. Yeah, hey, Brandon. Okay. All right, guys. I was wondering where all the voices were. I got a hello. Of fifty it's people it's on here. Couldn't hear anybody. Oh, okay. I think they just let you in. All right, okay. This is, this is Ron. We're going to get started here tonight, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat: if you don't have a tape recorder beside you, you might want to be scrounging up one right now. If you can, you know, if you got an iPhone or an iPad or anything like that, that makes it easy to pull up that voice record app and grab you one. The reason is because I'm going to go through some property information sheets that you guys submitted, and I'm going to read you a script or two right out of my book, and I, I know you're going to want to record it because I'm certainly not going to take time for everybody here to handwrite this thing word for word. Sure. Grab yourself a recorder if you can. Sorry I didn't tell you earlier, but I just now thought about it when I was looking over your property information sheets. Um, if we um, keep the noise level down, I won't have to mute you out. We're okay right now as long as we can keep the crying babies and the screaming children and the barking dogs and the paper shuffling and the conversations in the background to a zero point so we can have sanity here. I'll, I'll leave the lines open for the whole time. This is a Q&A call. So that means that you do the questions and I do the answers. And we're going to cover, so I think i got five property information sheets here from the students, so what I'm going to do is go through those first and teach, uh, talk to you about the details of them, and then I'll tell you what I would do with them, how I'd pre-screen them, and maybe even do a little bit of role-playing with those on the phone here that uh, submitted them. Sounds good. You're going to have Q&A after I'm through with that, so you guys might want to jot down your questions as we go if you haven't already Hold done it. Keep that background noise down now. We're already getting a little noisy. Remember, we can hear everything you do, paper shuffles. Like Boy, somebody's loud. Yeah, you know. Well, I would really love to keep the line open, but um, I'm going to have to have your cooperation to do it. So give me just a second. We're going to get going. All right. Um, let's start tonight with Karen. Karen Selm, are you on the line? Karen. <laughs> well, that's a good start. All right. <laughs> we'll come back to Karen here. Karen submitted a property information sheet here, and I would love to, from Ohio, so I'll see if she gets on here late. All right. How about Mario? Mario, Mario, you're not on here. Mario, speak up now or forever hold your peace. See if that works. All right. How about? Gosh, I got one here from Cincy, Cincinnati, but I don't see a name on it. The property's on Odin Avenue. Who owns that one? Who sent in that lead on Odin Avenue in Cincinnati? I did. Okay, who's I? Karen Selm. Oh, Karen. Yes. All right, so you just got on. I was just calling for you. We missed you. All right, well, let's just start with that one then, Karen, shall we? Okay. I am going to uh, talk about 3893 Odin Avenue in Cincinnati. And for the rest of you, if you want to take a pencil and paper and write down these numbers, you're going to probably need it just to keep up. I can't show you the property information sheet, but the facts that you need to hear to help me to follow along with what I'm going to tell Karen here in a minute are easy for you to jot down. So first, the property is free and clear, and that's very important because that will totally change the line of questioning. The asking price $75,000, and Karen thinks that it's worth just about the asking price. Correct, Karen? Yes. So the ARV and the asking are the same. Now, in the past, the house is vacant, incidentally. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath, and it's vacant. appears to be in good condition. Um, anything else we need to know? It's got a new roof. Um, looks like it uh, doesn't need any work. Right, Karen? What you can right. See. They right. said that they completely redid the house. Okay. I'm reading the comments from their Craigslist ad. 
and it appears to be an investor that owns this property. Do you think that's true, Karen? Yes, it is. All right. Well, that is a problem, I can tell you right now. Not necessarily a deal killer, but it's a problem because what do you think this investor is looking to do with this house? They said they were wanting to flip the house. Right, which means they probably want to sell it for all cash, which is what most investors want to do, isn't it? Right. Okay, so they own it free and clear. So if they want to flip it for all cash, we don't have any way to buy it from them, Karen, because we'd have to pay probably half of what they're asking to even be interested in it. Correct? Mm -hmm. Correct? Okay. All right. This is Q and A now. That means when I ask questions, we guys we guys got to respond now, or I'm gonna I'm gonna go to sleep. So, do we know then that an all cash purchase is gone out the window? No sense even talking about it. Just because they're asking retail price and the house is in excellent shape. So, Karen, knowing that, what would be the only other way, or, or at least the, our next line of defense? What what would we want to know from the seller that would uh, lead us to believe if we have any chance of doing a deal here or not? If they were taking less than that? No. I don't they even want to bother asking them if they take any less than that, Karen. They're asked top retail price, and it appears they want all cash. Uh, frankly, uh, what's the least you could take in that example is not going to get me where I want to go. Do I know that they're not going to come down to 50, 60, 65% of the value of the property? Do I know that, Karen? No. Yes, you do. Anytime you've got a seller that's got a house in excellent condition and they're asking top retail, they're not going to sell it to you for a deeply discounted uh, cash price. Yeah, the ones you buy cash are the ones where you have a big gap between the ARV and the asking uh, right up front. So the only, the only way that I'd buy this house most likely is one of two ways. I'd either lease option it mm -hmm. or I'd buy it with owner financing. Right. Now, in order to buy it with owner financing, Karen, I'd have to find out if the guy has even the remotest interest in selling it with owner financing. And, of course, what's the only way we're going to find that out? Ask them. Correct. And if not, then we'll go into a lease option. So I'm going to read a script that all of you should record. It's coming right out of my manual here, uh, right out of my new Control Without Ownership manual. But, frankly, the same script's also in my Quick Start Boot Camp manual. And if you follow along with me on this script, you'll see that we're going to let the customer tell us if they have any interest in any way we can buy the house. But before I read the script, I needed to pave the way with all of you listening. Got a house free and clear. We're either going to buy it with owner financing or we're going to lease option it or possibly option it. But if we option it, then we have to... Buy the, we have to option it for well below market value or we'd have no interest in it as well. Right. So when I see a house where the asking and the ARV is the same and it's in good condition, and I, especially when I suspect that it's an investor, first of all, I'm almost done right there because there's very slim chance that we're going to make anything out of this deal. But at least if we're taking the time to fill in the blanks on the property information sheet, we could come back with one more question, a line of questions here to find out if there's any interest. So, Karen... I'm going to we're going to pretend that you're the seller, all right? Okay. And I'm the buyer. So you play along with me, okay? Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Karen, there's actually several ways I can buy your house, and one is to pay cash, but I'm afraid I'd insult you with what I could pay in today's market. You can take your equity in monthly installments. I can pay them much closer to to uh, retail value. Would you would you do that? Yes. Would well, now you're sure. making it too easy on me, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Let's say she says yes. All right. Well, then, Karen, what's the uh, what's the least you could accept uh, on a monthly payment? You think? Um, seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred. Well, gosh, Karen, you, the house is only a seventy-five thousand dollar house. Don't you think that would pretty much price us right out of the marketplace? Maybe. All right. Well, if you and I did come to terms, what's the least monthly payment you could take? Five hundred. Five hundred. All right. Would you finance it with nothing down? Um, probably not. Well, what's the least you could take down? By the way, um, I'm reading right out of the book, guys. Right. I'm just reading the script. What's the least you could take down? Probably a thousand. Thousand. Okay. Wow. Then we did good, didn't we? Got carried down to a thousand dollar down payment, a five hundred dollar payment, about ten seconds. 
all right, just by reading a script. Okay. Well, I like that then. Well, if, in fact, if we're there, I'm just going to make an appointment. I go, all right, well, Karen, I'll come out and take a look at the house. And if I like what I see and you like me, uh, are you ready to sell the house today and get some paperwork done while I'm there? Sure. All right. Are you married? No. No? So do you own the house by yourself? Yes. Okay. So nobody else to talk to but you, right? Right. All right. We'll make an appointment. We're done. We're done. But now let's go back, and you make life tough on me. <laughs> okay. You tell me you won't own her finance. And by the way, guys, isn't that what most people with free and clear houses will tell you? Right. Okay. So nobody's going to be shocked if they say no, right? Mm-hmm. So let's start over, Karen. Karen, there's actually several ways I can buy your house, and one is to pay cash, but I'm afraid I'd insult you with what I could pay in today's market. If you take your equity in monthly installments, I can pay you much more closer to retail value and close quickly. Will you do that? Um, no, I can't do that. Can't? So you're saying you won't sell with owner financing? No. All right. Well, based on what you told me, I see two more ways I may be able to help you if your house qualifies. The first is my lease option plan. Now, the upside is I'll make you a payment and keep the house in great shape while I uh, get a tenant buyer qualified for new financing sometime in the future. The uh, downside is someone will be living in the house until sold, and it may take a while for me to get you cashed out. Would someone living in the house be a problem for you if I were making you a payment and taking care of all your maintenance until you did get cashed out? As long as they take care of the house, that's fine. Pardon me? As long as they take care of the house, that's fine. As long as they take care of the house? So, so the answer is you're okay with it? Yes. All right. Well, then it's time for us to uh, uh, make an appointment and talk about our lease option then and go through the same routine that I just did. Uh, okay, let, let, let's say no. Make it hard on me, Karen. You're ruining my script, girl. <laughs> yeah, the answer is no, right? Right. Okay. All right, well, the second plan is where I simply option the house and sell for all cash quickly if your house qualifies. The upside is no one will be living in the house, and I won't even take it off the market. In fact, I can show you how there's absolutely no way you can lose. The downside is I can't make your payments while I'm selling your house, and it would require a substantial discount in price for me to get you cashed out in this market. So based on what I said, should I should I come look? Sure. Okay. So you're telling me you will give me a substantial discount if we can come to terms? Yes. Yes? All right. Well, what, what kind of a discount? What's the least you'll take? Um, probably 70000 70 Mm-hmm. Well, Karen, I can tell you before I come out, I couldn't possibly pay 70000 cash for that house. You sure you wouldn't consider selling it to me with owner financing, taking a monthly payment? Uh, maybe. Maybe? Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> yes. That's a yes? Okay. okay. Well, then what, what's the lowest monthly payment I could get you to take? 500 500 Can I Can I buy it with nothing down? Sure. Sure. All right. You're too easy, girl. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys get the line of questioning there? Right. Any questions on that line of questioning? I'm just reading the script right out of the book. Can you guys read scripts? Because <laughs> that's all I was doing. All right. Well, Karen, while I got you on uh, on this one, uh, do you know what to do next? Yes. All right. You know what to ask them then? Yes. All right, you probably don't have a deal there, so don't get upset. I think it's an investor, and I think it's a waste of time. But go ahead and get If nothing else, you need to practice. Right, right. All right. Okay. So from now on, Karen, um, did you call this person yourself? Yes, I did. All right, from now on, just make sure you ask the question. When you see free and clear, you got to immediately jump into where you take your equity and monthly payments. Okay. And if you don't get that question answered, guys, you've got nothing to do. What you got is a, a lead that hangs up in the clouds until somebody asks that question. Everybody clear on it? Kind of, every, every time we get these things come into class, of course, we never get anybody to answer that, ask that question. So I can tell you right now that we've changed our property information sheet, and the question is right in it now. So uh, we don't have to prompt you to, to ask it. And, in fact, it's probably posted on your Gold Club site by now if you want to go take a look in the, um, in the uh, okay. resource section. Or, okay. Uh, resources, go down to addendums and... It's probably there, and they, they may have put it on ronlegrand.com forward slash FISBO by now as well. Okay. So, Ron. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so so if, uh, if if the house is free and clear, your first strategy will be owner financing? 
Uh, there's only two things we're going to probably do with that house if they're asking anywhere near retail price. In fact, there are only two things. We're either going to get them to owner finance it with a low monthly payment and a, mm -hmm. a small down payment so that we can then either um, sell it with owner financing or lease option it out ourselves. And okay. Tremendous cash flow this way. Or right. I'll lease option it from them and then sublease it to a tenant buyer. Okay. So so we will be getting the profits more by the, fin the financing, not not by the uh, – uh, uh, I mean, that, that would be the way to, to get money will be with the cash flow, basically, when you, well, when you do this, the extra strategy. No, uh, all of the above. I get money now, money monthly, and money in the back end. Now, first of all, I wouldn't – frankly, if I were Karen, I wouldn't even be messing with a $75,000 house. Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get much uh, lease option deposit on the front end from your tenant buyer right. out of that price range of house. Right. She could be working in $200,000 houses just as easy in Cincinnati. Right. And so when I put somebody in there, you know, I'm going to get a minimum of uh, $8,000, $20,000 deposit. Right, right. So, so there's my front end profit. Right. So now if I'm buying it with owner financing and I can get in for, say, five grand down and I can get fifteen, twenty grand down payment, when I sell it with owner financing, which is easy to do in Ohio where she's at, right? Sell it on a land contract and in a couple of months have it back if they don't pay. Or she can just buy it with owner financing, low monthly payment. Let's, let's suppose she gets the seller to take seven hundred dollars on a two hundred thousand dollar house. Well, probably turn right around and easily rent that uh, lease option it out for twelve hundred a month and get ten thousand dollar deposit. So you see this monthly spread there. You see the instant front end cash, and then right. whatever discount she gets, she gets only when they cash her out anyway. So, so the uh, exit strategy besides being lease option, let's say that the uh, uh, owner uh, agrees to owner financing to you, you can sell it by uh, by by, fi by owner financing Absolutely. too, is that right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Or I can lease option it. Okay. Or I can move in it. Okay. Brian. Yes. Uh, I have a question. What do you say and how do you overcome the homeowner from giving us the mortgage payoff information on what they owe? Want to play that game with me? Sure. Okay, what's your first name? John. John. John, uh, what do you owe on the house? I'd rather not discuss it. Well, I understand that, John, but in order for me to buy the house, I'm going to need all the facts, and here's why. Sometimes I pay cash for them. But obviously, I couldn't pay cash uh, if I knew you owed more than what I can pay you. And sometimes I take over debt. Obviously, I'd have to know what debt I'd be taking over. And sometimes I lease option the property, but I'd have to know the debt structure to even determine whether that would be of any value. Tell me, what do you owe on the house? Rather not uh, tell you what I owe, I'd like to hear more about your offer. Well, I can't possibly make you an offer till I find out what you owe, John. Should so? So should we pursue this or not? I guess you end the conversation if they're not going to uh, give that information out. Then you've got a suspect and a worthless waste of your time. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. If all I don't right. get an answer after the uh, the uh, diatribe that we just went through, I know I got. All, I know all I need to know. The kind well, of sellers that you guys should be dealing with will not only give you that information, they'll tell you a whole lot more than you even want to know. In fact, hard to shut them up. I, I have one more, one more question. Dude. What do you, Ron, what do, what do you say to a homeowner if they want uh, more than $100 to tie up their property? Uh, well, first of all, you've got another suspect, not prospect, on your hand. I say, well, John, I'm only giving you the $10 deposit to, to bind the agreement. The deposit shouldn't be an issue issue from you, and regardless of what size I give you, I'm either going to buy or I'm not going to buy. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Well, John, let me ask you this. When the realtor ties up your property for a year, how much deposit do they give you? Nothing. Well, I'm not even going to tie up your property, but a short period of time, so deposit should not be something we should be discussing. Agreed? Agreed. All right. Well, shut okay. up and leave me alone then. All right. Karen, you. you still there? Yes. yes, I'm here. All right. Let's go through your next deal. Okay. Uh, you guys taking notes now. Now, this is, whoa, boy, she goes from the bottom to the top fast here. She's got a house that the asking price is $250,000 on, and it's free and clear. And... You say the ARV is three fifty-seven, Karen. Is that something you pulled up, or is that something the seller tells you? That's what I researched and found on the auditor's website. 
Okay, 3,000-square-foot house, guys, four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, and it's vacant. And it's in excellent shape, and it's owned by an investor, right? Yes. Okay, well, that's kind of scary. we got the same issue. Boy, I've been looking at a picture of it. It is a great, big, beautiful brick house. But here's the problem. Let me read you the description. Be the first to see this amazing home priced $100,000 less than its original listing price. The house shows like a model and has been upgraded. Features don't wait. Make an offer before we list the home on the national MLS. Price will increase as we incur costs, so hurry. Uh, what kind of language does that lead you to believe? We're what kind of seller do you think we're dealing with here? Seller's not very motivated. They no. want to just. No, this seller's not very motivated. They're trying to put the house on the market. They're trying to cash out of it. It is a beautiful house. But I'll, just for the record, Karen, I doubt very seriously it's worth 357 but I think probably is that it was once listed for that back when it was worth that. My guess is it is probably worth not a dime more than their asking price of right. 250 Closer to 250 But I haven't done the comps, so if you have, I'm not going to swear one way or the other. My problem is the same as I just had with your previous house, though. You're dealing with an investor likely wants to cash out. So you've got to go through the exact same line of questioning we just did, and it's unlikely they're going to own or finance it, but you won't know till you ask, will you? Right, okay. Okay. So you've got two what I would call suspects at best here. And isn't that why I would rather you guys get someone else to do your calling for you? so that you can get all of these sheets in your presence, knowing that most of them are a waste of your time. Mm -hmm. Karen, how much time would you say you've got in making these two calls to these FISBOs? Like 10 minutes. Well, you got 10 minutes in them after you got them on the phone, right? Yeah, I played phone tag with the, the one for probably half an hour or so today. So just to get these two FISBOs in your possession, how much time would you say totally that you've got invested? Maybe an hour or so. Okay. Wouldn't it be better if you had a virtual assistant making these calls for you, charging you 32 cents a minute for only the minutes that they worked and that they were trained to fill out these physical sheets for you? Yes. Yeah. Well, we now. I want to make sure I get them done for the call tonight, though. Yeah. Well, well good. I'm not. You know, I don't mean to criticize yeah. you. I'm just trying to make a point here for the sake of everybody else. If you keep personally calling all of these people and filling out these sheets would be very easy to get discouraged when you're talking to people like these two that you've got here, which I, I'm, you know, I'm just guessing that they're both a waste of your time. Okay. But if somebody okay. else were doing all of this, you wouldn't have much time to waste. And I just jumped on the call, okay? So if I were looking at a sheet presented to me by a virtual assistant and the asking price was 250 and I felt the ARV was that and, and, and no more, and it's free and clear, and I saw it was owned by an investor, uh, would you even call it back, Karen? Probably not. I wouldn't either. And because, see, guys, it's not about <laughs> trying to find a, one little uh, pearl in a, in a mountain of oysters. It's about picking the low-hanging fruit to begin with, and that means getting a pile of these in your hands every single week and then going after the ones that apparently have the best chance of success, like a couple of them we're about to get to here. Uh, uh, Mario, you on the phone, yeah? Mario. Ron. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is Ignacio from Tampa. The, uh, I have a question. For example, in, in, in these two cases, let's say that you owner finance to get in and owner finance to get out. Uh, and you, of course, let's say that the uh, owner wants some uh, interest, and then, uh, yes. of course, you you owner finance to your buyer with a higher interest rate. So you're going to be paying down the principal more on the uh, uh, on the seller's mortgage than than, uh, and you're going to have a bigger spread. So when you when when you when they cash out, your buyer cash out the house. Uh, your your difference, even though you put in your in your manual. Uh, this the uh, the uh, seller's price. I mean the the uh, the mortgage, the balance of the mortgage, and the uh, selling price is really the uh, the 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 balance of the mortgage minus the principal that has been paid down. Is that right? You're talking two different things, actually, Ignacio. Uh, okay. 
All right. You're assuming that I got the seller to finance the property at a high payment and at a pretty much retail price, and then I assigned that contract on acts. Is that correct? Well, no, not really acts. It's uh, uh, basically you, you have either a wraparound mortgage or you have a... But, or but, you, but stop. I won't do a wraparound mortgage if the payment is high and I'm paying pretty much retail price. Okay. I might agree to those terms, as we just learned in acts, with full intent of just assigning my contract and picking up five to ten grand and getting out, because I, I wouldn't want to buy it if the right exactly died. exactly. So now the answer to All your right. question: If I'm I'm getting in and I'm assigning my contract, then the answer is yes. Right. Their right. their purchase price is the principal balance at the time they <clears> close. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, as, as you say, if there's no equity, you don't want to keep it. If there's equity, you keep it. If there's no equity, I'm not buying it. Right, you're not buying it. You don't keep it. it on Axe. Right, right. Okay. okay. Um, in case you guys don't know what Axe is, that's assigning contracts and terms, brand new event that I just taught. And that product will be out here in a couple, three weeks, so be on the lookout for it. Not even You couldn't buy it now if you wanted to. And I know you will. In fact... I've got a couple coming up here that are absolute prime candidates for that. And uh, when you understand Dax, man, boy, it's going to light you up because you know, there's so much money sitting out there right now that, that we're taking advantage of because of this Axe thing where we can literally take houses that are over-leveraged and, um, and uh, put them under a lease option agreement and then assign those agreements to owner-occupants who are going to live in them on a longer term. In fact, if you want to, you can ask me some questions on that as I go through these examples. Mario, are you on here yet or not? Jeez, the guy that submits three leads is not on here. Mario. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Um, when you assign these contracts, these lease options, um, do mm -hmm. you not have to have the permission of the seller? Yes. I, well, I don't have to have the permission of the well, seller, I mean, but I'm going to get it. Yeah. If I enter into a lease option agreement with you, it's and my agreement is automatically assignable, but I don't want to do that on the long term without getting the seller involved in it anyway. Okay. All right. Back. What if they don't like the people you want to assign it to? Well, then I won't assign it to them. Oh, okay. But. <laughs> I didn't go to class. What's sorry. your? Who am I talking to? This, this is Chris. Uh, Chris. Yeah. Let's just suppose you got a. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's turn to one of Mario's examples here and use it. Hey, Ron, I'm I'm online. Can you hear me? Where are, is this Mario? Yes. Well, you're too late now. We just got through discussing your deal. Uh, you, you know, I had a problem with the phone and uh, my recording oh, system wine, failed wine, me. Wine, wine, it's about wine. time you uh, got here. You got the recorder hooked up? Uh, it's I don't know what's wrong with it, uh, but it's it's causing a lack. It's uh, a disconnection in the in the speaker or something, but you can't hear me, but I can hear you. All right, you know they got these things called iPads now. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll have to do a deal so I can buy one. Yeah. <laughs> you have to know how to use one if you buy one. Well, I tell you guys, you don't have to know how to use this thing here. I'm gonna pull up the app so you guys can get it if you don't already have it. Because frankly, uh, it's called Quick Voice. Go any app device can bring over quick voice and it's free and well there's two versions one of them's free and all you got to do is press record for crying out loud and put it anywhere near your phone and you got a recorder and it does a great job too that's what i use all right uh mario since you're here yeah one of your um property uh, sheets here is on uh, 1600 southeast third avenue got it yes that's uh school what, teacher what city is that in that's battle Battleground, Washington. All right. Now, guys, write it down now because this one's a little complicated. School mm -hmm. teacher just lost her job, huh? Mm -hmm. Right, and her husband was a school teacher, so they could handle it together, but individually they're really starting to This is sad, clap. man. I'm telling you, they're going to love you. They're, they're going to kiss your feet. If, if you're successful in explaining to them what you can do for them, because guys, write these numbers down. They got a $239,000 first mortgage and a $40,000 second mortgage, totaling two seventy-nine. The payments are current, and their payment is almost $2,100 a month, P-I-T-I. -I. Everybody right. got that? 
239 and 40, 279 they owe, $2,100 payment, two mortgages. They are current right now. Obviously, they won't be for long. No, they will not. Okay. Now, Marty, you say the ARV is 243.5. That's what I comped it out at, yes. Okay. I believe you. Now, watch this, guys. They owe 279 and the ARV is only 243.5. So what on earth would one do with this crazy deal except pass and ignore it and let these people go into foreclosure, right? Make an offer. No, but what kind of offer? See, that's the yeah. here. So I'm going to tell you right now, and incidentally, are there a boatload of these kind of deals out there right now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, let me ask you. Let's put yourself in the position of this, of this teaching couple. God bless them. They're teachers, and they can't even, you know, can't even make enough money to make their house payment, and they lose their job. So you're going you're gonna to help them, Mario. Now, you bet. Now, uh, that is if they want help. So here's the deal. If they want us to, or if they want Mario to, Mario can lease option their property for the loan balance of 279. Now remember, it's only worth 243.5. So Mario, if you lease option it from them, you have to lease option it for the entire term of their loan, which okay. is probably somewhere around 25 years or so or more. Got it? Got it. Okay. Now you're, but you're not going to agree to make these payments yourself. In fact, I'm going to read you the script here in a minute. Mario's going to lease option from the seller's guys, but then he's going to assign that lease to a tenant buyer who will be glad to pay $2,100 a month for an immediate access to a house, a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood that they can walk right into and pay Mario a five to a $10,000 assignment fee to take control of this house for years and years and years. Because you see, if Mario leases this house for the entire length of the loan, that's, let's call it 25 years, he yeah. literally can give that same term to the tenant buyer. Are you guys following me? Yes. All right. Picture yourself as the tenant buyer. And by the way, the tenant buyer gets the principal pay down. If this house pays down 10 years from now to 200000 that's the purchase price for the tenant buyer. Everybody clear on that? No. No? No. Well, we're lease option the house now for two seventy nine. Okay. We're gonna make the payment of twenty one hundred dollars a month. Right. But as the principal pays down, the buyer gets the benefit of that principal pay down. Right. Now that is the reason, my friends, that these things are hot that a tenant buyer would be thrilled to move into this house knowing that they got all the time in the world. So just look at it from the tenant buyer's point of view. I can live in this house for twenty one hundred dollars a month. I can move in immediately. I can live there as long as I want, and when the equity does catch back up, and it will, because if nothing else, the principal will pay down, even if the appreciation doesn't take place. Mm -hmm. So the equity will catch back up. And when it does, then I can either sell the house, keep any profit, or I can walk away from the house anytime I want. I've only got five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 invested in the assignment fee. What if you do a market uh, analysis and you find out that the rents are about 1700 max? Uh, that has nothing to do with this situation because I'm putting a tenant buyer in this thing on a long term. Remember now, this is a $250,000 house. Is this loan yeah, stay in the name uh, of the owner? The loan will stay in the name of the owner, and so will the title. Right. I'm going to lease option it from the seller with full knowledge from the seller that I intend to find them a buyer, tenant buyer that they approve, and then I'm going to assign that lease. I am never going to take control of this property myself. I'm never going to make a payment on this property. I'm going to make it crystal clear that I never intend to make a payment, and I'm not going to even close the lease purchase with the seller till I find the lease option tenant by, uh, buyer and have the seller approve them. Chances are the guy's got lousy credit. Otherwise, he'd go buy a house on a better deal than that, correct? Well, of course. Of course. It's rare that you find a tenant buyer to move into a house that's got great credit. However, there's an awful lot of reasons why they do, sometimes even with good credit. So, again, I want you to put yourself in this buyer's position. Because the first question that I ask is, well, why would anybody want to move into a house that's over leveraged? The answer, i got all the years, up to 25 years if I need them to pay this thing off. By the way, could they stay in the house for 25 years and literally own it at the end of that term with no additional cash? Yes. Yes, they could. Yes, okay, they but could. you're still in the middle of this thing for this whole 25 You're not in the middle of it. You missed the assignment part. No, I got the assignment part, but if they default, 
then I tell the then I tell the seller to please pick up the phone and call me and we'll do it again. Okay. Isn't that sweet of you? Yeah, that yeah, would be very nice of me to to do that. I Okay. So Mario, I'm going to read you the script. Okay. You ready? Yes. You're the seller, I'm the buyer. You ready? Okay. Here's a script right out of my book. It says, "Here's your script to pre-screen free and clear." Whoop, wrong one. <laughs> Here's your script to act, uh, script to buy if highly leveraged. Here we go. Well, Mario, since you have no equity in the house, I couldn't buy it, but fortunately for you, I do have a plan to get you out if you wish. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. Okay. I'll lease your house with the option to buy it for the loan balance at the time it's purchased and make your payment until then. However, it must be a long-term lease, Mario, usually the entire length of the loan, so the value has time to increase and the equity return. Now, I'll locate a quality tenant buyer to move in, and until they have enough equity to get a new loan or sell to someone else, they'll have a financial stake in the house and be responsible for all of the repairs, and you must approve them before they move in. I'll assign you the lease so they can pay you direct or pay the bank, whichever you choose. It costs you nothing, Mario. I'll do all the work, and you'll have the final word. I'll collect whatever I can from the buyers and locate them at my expense, so if that sounds okay, I'll come out to your house, answer more of your questions, and get the simple paperwork done that I need to move on. Okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Well, it sounds good if you happen to be somebody in this position, guys. Yeah. <laughs> now, now let's, let's, let's look at Mario's choices, guys. Number one, he can stay in the house and keep paying for years and years and years and years and years until the equity catches up, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, I'm, I need a consensus here, correct? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. However, there's a reason he has to be moving or he wouldn't have called me in the first place, would he? Right. All right. Number two, could he uh, short sale house? Good. Yes. However, yes. the problem with short selling a house is you have to find a cash buyer, and then you have to get the bank to prove the short sale. Right. Oh. That's going to take up oh. area, could, well, a year and a half. It may never happen. Yeah, right. and in this case, it's complicated even more because we got a big first and we got a second right behind us, so we got two mortgages to deal with. Okay. Exactly. So what's their third choice, guys? Walk away and ignore it, and let it foreclose, right? Right. All right. Now here comes Mario with a better plan. Now, I'm not telling you that every seller will accept the offer, but I am telling you it's a great option to get out of the house that they didn't have before you come into their life with a very simple offer, clearly disclosed. And remember, they get to approve your buyer. And I will train you to make sure that you pick someone that you don't mind presenting to them. And you get your assignment fee. The attorney closes the lease purchase and the sublease to them all at the same time, and the new and the buyer pays it for the uh, the attorney's fee of about 300 bucks. Easy, easy, easy. Quick, 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 quick. No cash, no credit. Uh, no closing costs, just a check. Um, I got students already doing four to eight of these things a month. Wow. In fact, I got a full-time guy coming to my office next Monday to do nothing but concentrate on his tax program. Uh, Mario, let me finish these other two here for you, can I? Okay. Right, your first one was uh, there's a house that uh, there's a 167.9 loan on it with an 11.50 payment. The asking price is 175, so the guy's asking what he owes, pretty much. Right. You that, and you think the value is about 165? Uh, yeah, 163.6 is what I comped out on that. So, so the asking price—I mean, I'm sorry—the ARV and the loan are the same, right? No, I think the R is lower. The 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 R is one. Mario, don't split hairs. Okay, they're the same. ARV 167.9 loan—they're the same. All right. Now. Here's the problem. I read down here that he wants to get cashed out so he can qualify for another loan. So right. if, that's, if that's the case, Mario, can we help him? Uh, no. That's correct. So, uh, However, if you're taking the time to fill out the property information sheet, can you at least ask, listen, I can't cash you out. There's no way I can cash you out. In fact, Mr. Seller, there's no way anybody's going to cash you out. You owe more than the house is worth. However, I do have another plan for you. Do you want to hear it? Then you go right down the script. Mm -hmm. okay. The seller will determine whether you're in or out. Clear? 
Mm-hmm. You know what to do with it? Would that be the same script as the one we just read for? Uh, exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. All right. This option for long term. Well, it's the, it's the only thing there is. Well, let's right. take a look at the numbers again. He owes 167 and it's worth 167 give or take. Do I ever want to buy this house? No. No. I have no reason to buy it. Got no equity. The payment's 1150 I'm right. pushing the top of the market. There's no way I want to buy this house. I wouldn't touch it. However, is there any problem with me, you know, doing a lease option and an assignment and making myself five grand? Right. No. Especially important if I got a big buyer's list and uh, all I got to do is call them up, say I got one for you, go get it. And by the way, my assignment fee is however much they can put down to buy the house. That's what my assignment fee is. Right. All right. Uh, Let's move on to your last one, Mario. Somebody would turn their beeper off. We'd appreciate it. We got a $163,000 mortgage. We got a $236,000 asking price. Right. But we got an R of 185. Right. Okay, so we got a seller that's in La La Land. And, uh, yeah, and I think he's an investor, too. He told me that he had a few rental properties and that that's what he wants to do is move into one of those and unload this bigger house. I bet he does. Uh, it says it's occupied. It's a 1,800-square-foot, four-bedroom, three-bath. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's what I would do with this guy. So the numbers again, guys, 163 loan balance, 1650 payment, 235 asking, 185 R. So it's a waste of time, Mario. You do know that, Mario. It's a waste of time. Okay, well, I wasn't well, sure. Well, uh, it's a waste of time, but since you had the guy on the telephone, here's what you should have asked him. Uh, well, at, at least when you find out the ARP. It's worth one more phone call. His name is John. You pick up the phone and you say, John, listen, uh, I see you owe 163. Uh, you th- you're asking 235. I can't find any comps to support anywhere near that. The biggest one I can find is 185. Am I missing something? And then he'll give you a big diatribe about how his house is worth more than everybody else's on the planet because he's special and his house is special and, <laughs> and, and on and on and on, right? And yeah. Then, 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 But here's the biggest problem. You're going to say, John, listen, there's no way I can buy your house. But then you go right into the act script. Right. Uh, since you have no equity, I couldn't buy it. But fortunately for you, I do have a plan to get you out if you wish. Would you like to hear it? You go right down there. You read the script. And if he's in, he's in. If he's out, he's out. And, and if he's out, tough. Because acts is your only a possible solution for this house. Right. And, guys, I'm telling you, if you're going to call Fizbo's or send out yell letters and get Fizbo's to call you, at least 50%, 60% of your deals are going to fall under this new ACT program. Wow. Are these scripts somewhere or not yet? Pardon me? Are these scripts somewhere to well, get? Well, they're going to be in my new course, but I told you to turn on your recorder so you can capture them tonight if you wanted yeah. to. Do you have a recorder? No. No? Well... They will be available in my AXE course, and it's going to be probably three four weeks before it's even ready yet. Um, you guys should also know that I'm going to be teaching AXE in my four-day quick start school from now on, uh, beginning actually with one in Baltimore next month. If you happen to get a chance to come to that, uh, join me there, because I'm incorporating it into that school. What's the, the cost for that one? Pardon me? What's the cost for that Baltimore quick start? Uh, $24.95 with a whole bunch of uh, bonuses packed on to it. Go to ronsquickstart.com and all of it's right there. Or if you want to, you can call my office tomorrow. And Well, you'll see. If you go to the website, you'll see all the goodies that come with it. We've got a radio background, really. You're kind of messing it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Who else has got a question? Hey, Ron, did I hear you say that the 50% of those deals are going to be axed? Uh, at least. Is that what I heard? This is Eduardo speaking. How are you? Act candidates now. Not necessarily deals. 56 would be a candidate. I'm Okay, right. That's right. I thought I heard something like Remember, that. Remember, you still yeah. got to have cooperative sellers, and I don't care how what you say or to whom you say it to. Some sellers are just out in space waiting for the Lord to provide or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just aren't there at the right time. So you you do the best you can. You, you just present them with what you can do for them, and you're going to find it when people are over leveraged. They tend to get real motivated to listen to you. Mm-hmm. 
so Run. the over-leveraged houses would go under, you would start to do them under the AXE program, am I correct? That's, that's all you can do with them. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you can. <coughs> Thank so you, Ron. If, if you think about it, you've got a whole brand new market there to focus on. Mm -hmm. Just think about just think a few months ago, would you have ever thought, well, gosh, the house is the house has uh, got equity in it. There's nothing to do with it. Right. <laughs> just today, uh, you know, the house is over leveraged. Great. Falls right, right into the plan. Yeah. Right. How you get over the uh, objection of the tenant buyer that says, well, why would I go in? I'm not going to buy a house that's right. that I'm, I'm basically I'm taking over a 279 mortgage. The house is worth two thirty or two forty. You've been on the call uh, the whole time. That seems to be where the pushback would be. You've been on the call the whole time. I have. Okay, then you didn't hear me just answer that a few minutes ago. I apologize. I guess let's I play. Missed. Let's play that game. You're that buyer. I'm the seller. Ready? No, I'm, I'm the um, okay. Yeah, I'm the um, You're I'm the, the tenant buyer for yeah. the long term. Right. What's your first name? Gary. All right, Gary. Hit me. What do you want to know? Well, it, it, it sounds interesting, but you're telling me the house is, is owed 280. I've been in that neighborhood. Houses there are maybe worth maybe 230. Well, frankly, if there was that big a gap in the house, Gary, I wouldn't even be offering it to you. I I, um, I don't really want you guys to go over more than about 15%, uh, maybe 20% over finance. But let's mm -hmm. talk about that, just for the heck of it. Let's talk about it. Well, Gary, let me ask you this. Can you qualify for a loan at the bank? Um, right now, no. My credit's probably uh, low sixes. Probably not. Do you need a beautiful house to live in? Well, I'm looking at houses, and you know, I'm looking at houses. Some to rent, and some to you know, maybe if I can get a good lease option. But uh, I don't want to be paying over market for rent. Well, I didn't ask you to pay over market for rent. Can you can you can you afford the payment that's on this house? Uh, I would say probably I can at 2100 but okay. um, quite frankly, Gary, I'm looking at houses there. They're running around 1500 on a strict rental. Would you rather uh, pay $1,500 uh, that you flush down a toilet on a rental, or would you pay $2,100 a month on a house that you control for years and ultimately one day will buy with a lot of equity built into it? Yeah, that's mm. true, but uh, who knows? Maybe this market's not done crashing. Maybe this market's going to crash another 20 or 30%. Then it'll never get caught up. And if so if you give me an assignment fee right now and move into this house, Gary, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I'm out the, uh, the the only 10 grand I got right now. <laughs> okay, 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 that is true. But on the other hand, you've controlled a beautiful home that you've been living in for a lot of years. And by the way, what if the value does go down more? Does that mean you have to move? No, no, I, I mm -hmm. suppose not, but oh, as the value goes down, I'm inclined okay, right. to think rents would probably go down, and maybe I'd be better to sacrifice my tenant and well, well, move to a house down the street for 1200 a month. Well, maybe that's what you should do, Gary. You're probably not suited for this house anyway. Take it away. To be honest with you, sir, yeah. if I have to argue with you to put you in this beautiful home with only $10,000 out of your pocket and give you control of it for years and years to come, you're probably not the right candidate for the house. Negative Nelly. Yeah. There you go. Okay, good. good. That, that, that helped me. Now, I could sit on here on the phone and try to coerce you, but you'd be a pain in the ass for the rest of my life anyway, so I'm going to say let's, let's end this conversation. <laughs> right, and, and, and that's well, sometimes is the best. I'm going to go to the buyer good. who really wants this house. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm good. telling you guys, they ain't hard to find. But your question is good, Gary, and you are going to hear it, and that's why I want you to be prepared to answer it. If, you, if you're clear in your head, that they have nothing to lose but their assignment fee, and but they can gain all the equity that they get by the principal pay down, and they literally live in the house and control it for years and years and years. It's not a hard sale. It's not a hard sale. What's the minimum assignment fee you take on a two hundred fifty thousand dollars house? Uh, whatever the market brings me quickly, so I can move it in and move it out and get it out. If you take a quick five grand, if that's all yes, on the would. table, and you will too. And where, where are you getting most of your leads, Craigslist? Well, no, you get your buyers from uh, multiple sources. The most you can get more than any of them, uh, more than anything, from the signs you put out in front of the house and from the pointer signs. But yeah, you absolutely put it on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And every Fisbo site in town where you can advertise where the ads are current. Should be using your ant farm. Uh, no, the ant farm is for finding junkers. Oh, ten four. Yeah. Okay. And so, and also you uh, have your site set up, and you just drive a bunch of traffic through. Uh, I mean, just in endless ways. You. you you can, yeah. 
run uh, put ads, put banner ads on every site you can put them on and, uh, for local use. Uh, and, uh, and the big thing you're highlighting is the is the lease option, right? No credit, no no bank, no credit, always. no bad credit. That is our unique selling proposition. That, that's you, it, don't, yeah. you don't put in your ad house over leverage. Come get it. You know. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Okay. You process these lease option tenants like you do any others, and then you present them with this opportunity, and then you answer their questions, and you're going to find it. People who want a beautiful home to live in uh, can get over the fact that it's overfinanced if they if they are, you know need a house to live in, and they know they're not going to get it any other way. And Obviously, so for this for the ACT program, you're basically not looking at people who have kind of let their house go into disrepair. And, you know, the last two years they haven't done any maintenance, they haven't done anything, and the house is starting to turn into a real piece of junk. No, I'm not. I'm looking for houses in good condition, but I'm, condition, I'm okay yeah. with houses that need a little work, too, because I'll pass them on as is, where is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But not too much work. Say, hey, Ron, in, uh, in regard uh, this Mario again, the uh, school teachers? Yes. Uh, to put that deal together, I would need a, a purchase and sales agreement, no. a lease option agreement. What? No, no. All you need, first of all, is a letter of intent that um, you, Mario. If you contact my office tomorrow, I'll fax you uh, or send you the letter of intent. And oh, I pro I, I've got one uh, that you just gave me in our Axe course uh, oh, over this last need. weekend. Just use your Axe course, man. You put the you, Why don't you just open the book and just follow the instructions in there? I'll come trying. It tells you what agreements to use when, man. Okay. <laughs> it's at the top of the page for crying out loud. <laughs> okay, I'll find it. Oh, wait a minute, guys. I forgot. All of your agreements in your Axe book are in are on your website now. On your on your Go Club website, go to control. There's a new section called Control Without Ownership. Okay, great, Ron. You're welcome. On the seller, yeah, go ahead. On the seller side, uh, yeah. have you had any success with expired listings? So the mailing campaign goes. Uh, not yet, but I haven't been soliciting them. Frankly, we we you, just calling Fizbo's. You're gonna get all the deals you can handle if you get somebody to call you. If you get 10 or 15 FISBOs on your plate every week, week in and week out, you'll have plenty of deals until you okay. get ready to ramp it up. Then you're going to start sending out yellow letters and then calling more FISBOs until there aren't any more to call. And that depends on the size of the city you live in. Okay. If I live in a city of 10,000 people, I'm going to run out of FISBOs pretty quick. If I live in a city of a million people, I'll never run out of FISBOs. And new ones every week. Yeah. Okay. Who next? Thank you. Ron, have I have a question. All right, I heard Ron, I heard I have a question. Let me take the Ron yeah. first since he was first. Yeah, Ron, this is John. Uh -huh, uh, John. You said that uh, on that one where their property appraises, they, they eventually appraises high enough that they go refinance it? Well, I don't, uh, that, that may be the case, John. I can't predict the future. Um, I certainly don't see property values going up anytime soon, but again... They got it on lease option. How right. can they buy if they don't But remember, it. they're also paying down the principal here simultaneously. So yeah. if there's 25 years left on the mortgage, regardless of whether the price goes up any at all, it's still free and clear 25 years from now. But, but they, they only have it on a lease option. They don't own it. How but can they can they buy it anytime they want. Anytime they can pay off the debt, they have the right to buy it. That's part of their agreement. Okay. Well, that kind of leads into my question about yes. uh, are there any, uh, if somebody pays it out for the term of the lease, are, are there any documents that are executed and held in escrow or any, anything to, what if, the, what if the original owner passes away? Well, if you want to put a deed in escrow, you can, but if the owner passes away, their estate or heir or whoever still has to abide by that lease option agreement. Okay. And any time anybody dies, somebody inherits the right to transfer ownership of that property. You mean intestate? Intestate or testate. There's either a, uh, uh, a spouse or there's an heir or there's a uh, trustee, one or, the, one or the other, but somebody inherits the right to transfer ownership, and they have to comply with that agreement. Do you record that agreement? Uh, you record a memorandum of it, okay. of which the seller signs, I might add. Okay. I had one more question about the paperwork on the assignment. In our on online, we have an assignment, uh, a normal contract. Do we have an assignment of lease somewhere that's yes. mentioned in, in the you, class? You do now. It's under control without ownership under your resource. Uh, go to agreements, 
Was that as of today? Well, I checked it earlier a, today. I think it's as of, there's. I know it's as of a few days ago. I, I actually okay. looked at it while I was teaching. Okay. Well, I'll check it again if we don't, because I did notice an assignment of a normal contract assignment, but not necessarily an assignment of lease. Uh, no, this is an assignment. Uh, you, if you go to the control without ownership button, mm -hmm. right, pull them up. The only one that wasn't in there was the. I think they're all in there now. You'll even find the lease option agreement to purchase uh, to property if you okay. actually do want to lease option it yourself and then sandwich lease it to somebody else. Stay in a deal. That Did is you provide mounted until a few days ago. I went Ron, uh, did you say the, re the control okay. without res control with resources that the um, that information was under that section? Is that what I understood you to say? Because I'm looking at it now, I don't see that. If you go under resources and then pull up agreements down there, see where it says agreements? Hmm. This guy's going to make me actually Agreement? go to my iPad and, and uh, do this for you. Huh? That's on the Gold Club, right? Yeah, well, yeah. The Gold Club under resources, I don't see in the main body. you got to go to the membership site now. Yeah, I'm in it. Yeah, I'm there password. now. I don't see agreements. Oh, look under resources. under forms and agreements. Yeah, forms and agreements. Under oh, forms and agreements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I see it. Right. Okay. Ron, I had a quick question. Yeah. Uh, what do you do uh, when you deal with the tenant buyer? You know, and you they want to pay five thousand, but they can only give you you know twenty five hundred or three thousand down, and they want to structure a payment plan for the next you know six months. Uh -huh. I've done that. I've done that on several occasions. If I feel like that uh, they are can pay, and that they will pay, and I like the other facts that I find out about them. I mean, if I'm doing the axe program, guys, crying out loud, you got to get these things moved. So we don't want to fall in love with anything. We quickly find out what the market will give us, and we take it. And if I take, I have to take half now and half later. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm never going to get the other half. So apparently, I'm happy with the first half. Mm -hmm. Do you have any documentation that um, gets them, you know, does a, a payment plan for them? Yeah, it's a note that your attorney can prepare for you when they sign the lease option agreement. And you always got the right to whack him with it later on. Yeah, it'll take him about 10 minutes to prepare said note. You just write down the um, the, uh, the deal and let the attorney handle it for you. You only use real estate attorneys where you are. Pardon me? You only use real estate state attorneys where you are instead of a title company because it seems like a lot of the you people... You cannot use a title company for attorney. anything we've discussed here because a title company cannot do these closings unless they write title insurance, and you're not getting title insurance. So, yes, you need to find a real estate attorney. They're not hard to find. They're everywhere. And use a real estate attorney and develop a relationship with them and uh, get acclimated to what you're doing. The first one will be tougher than the rest of them. But uh, frankly, all of the agreements are right here on your membership site. So you, uh, I fill them out and send them to them. I don't even ask them to fill in the blanks. Okay. So the only reason I'm using the attorney is so that the buyer can go there and see that this is a legitimate deal and feel like it is a legitimate deal. And, of course, the attorney will com uh, explain the docs. And if I ever have a problem later, there's the attorney to defend me. I have one like that right now, in fact. We lease option a house to a guy a year ago. Got eight thousand dollars from him, and he's under the impression now that I'm going to give it back to him because he feels like moving. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong impression. Yeah. So, in fact, we had to file eviction on him today. So, if uh, he wants to go to court, go to court. There's no way I'll lose. Why? Because my attorney closed the deal. Can you imagine my attorney sitting up in front of the judge and telling the judge that we closed this guy and he understood everything, and, and I did the documents. There's no way he went. He went. So anyway, yes, use a real estate attorney. On the letters and uh, the resources, it has a letter of intention for the buyer and the seller. Yes. So if you're approaching this seller, you're using the buyer one, I assume. I mean, why would you need no, a seller one? No, no, you use the seller one. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to initiate the lease option agreement until I find my tenant buyer. Mm -hmm. Follow me? Okay, but you said you were going to submit a letter of intention I'm, to the seller. I hear you. Answer my question. Do you understand that I do not want to initiate 
and close on a lease option agreement with my seller until I locate and find my tenant buyer. Right. All right, because it's the same lease option agreement. I'm only going to do one lease option agreement. I'm going to lease option it from the seller, and then I'm going to assign it to my buyer. Therefore, it's all going to get done at the same time. So all I'm using the letter of intent for is for the seller to put the, the, to create something in writing that he agrees that I can uh, that I can um, uh, do the uh, deal that we've discussed. That's all it is. It's not binding. It's not a contract. So it's not an LOI like you're using. It is an LOI. That's what a letter of intent is. None of them are binding. They're just a meeting of the minds. The seller is fully aware. Until I find this tenant buyer, nobody's going anywhere and doing anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so which one are you providing to the seller? I'm still confused. The one, Why that, do you says have two L- of one that says letter of intent for the seller. Okay. So what are you using the letter of intent for the buyer for? When I find the buyer, I'm sitting at the meeting that I have with the buyer. Your and tenant buyer. Out. Okay. Tenant buyer. All right, tenant buyer. All right. Use that just Sorry. so I can have the information and get a little something in writing so I can send it over to the attorney. Okay. All right. I need All right, guys. We are at the end of our hour tonight. Sure went by quick, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Very yeah. fast. All right. We're going to do this. It was very good, Ron. I enjoyed. Those were great. Are you welcome now? So next month, you know, let me give you the date again so nobody gets confused. It's November the 14th, and I only got five property information sheets from you guys, so you see how fast we went through them tonight? Okay. And Mario, yes, you get a deal out of that batch now. I want to hear about it. Yes, I will definitely. Uh... In fact, I want you on this call next month, and you're either going to break bragging about the deal or are you going to be making excuses why you screwed it up, one of the two? So, which one? And for all, I hope I'm bragging. <laughs> all right. So, Full intention. <laughs> so do I. So, but I want to report on it next month now. All right. You guys remind me. Make sure he gets me a report next month. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay, guys. See Thank you. When Thank I you see so you. much. Thank sure you so much. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night, Ron. Good night, Ron.